where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We're back for another episode of season six. How are you, John? I'm doing well. We're on episode two, James. We were uh, kicking off the season, flying. This is one for your sports fans out there. It's called <laughs> Ion Sports, aired on October 1st, 1987. Now, I think I've noticed a trend with the sports episodes, John. What, what trend are you talking about? I mean, I think I can probably guess. Is it to do with the writers? It is to do with the writers, yeah. The sports episodes in Cheers are often written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs, which makes sense given what Ken's career became after Cheers. Which I suppose has some parallels to this episode, of sorts. Of sorts, yeah. <laughs> Life imitating art, you could say. I'll tell you what I do like about this episode, James. It is jam-packed with so much good stuff. I mean, the, the episode, when I think back at it, there are so many really good sequences. Yes, there is so much in this episode that I forgot certain moments. I, <laughs> when I went back to rewatch this episode for the purposes of this podcast, I was like, oh yeah, I'd forgotten that happened. And we'll get into them because, yeah, there's a certain moments where it just just keeps escalating. And, and, and if you think me and James are chaotic when we talk about it, usually, whew, we're going to be more chaotic this time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> Should we wait no further and we'll kick off in the cold open, James? It goes without saying, this episode directed by James Burroughs, written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs, in case you hadn't got that already. And as the bar opens up on that October, I was going to say morn, that's too early for a bar. <laughs> we get the, the hot topic of the new uniforms at Cheers. Ah, yes. For or against, James? I'm against, but I've seen worse uniforms. That's true. Yeah. Although, uh, wow, I'm, I'm not sure. These are pretty out there uniforms. They're quite green. <laughs> they are very green. They're very green. They'd work well if at a garden centre. Or on a St. Patrick's Day parades. Yeah. One or, one or the two. Yeah. Have you ever had a, a work uniform, James? Yes, twice. Uh, I worked at a bar and it was you just had to wear all black, which is better than green pinstripes. <laughs> and I worked at WH Smith's. So I was worried about, about saying the name, but no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and I had to wear uniform for that also. Little badge and everything. <laughs> I worked in a cinema and we had to wear every article of clothing had the logo of the cinema on. And it was a long black sleeve polo, trousers, which had the logo on the trousers, but they were just normal trousers and a hat with the logo on. So hot. But it was basically like a lucky dip if you could get your size. I could not get my size, James. Trousers too big, shirt too small, like kind of cropped up with like a belt cinched really tight with like these puffy parachute-esque pants that were way too big for me. Like MC was, Hammer pants. Yeah, which just sort of dragged on the floor. It was awful. <laughs> I think I prerequisited this episode by saying we'd be all over the place, James. We haven't even mentioned the episode past the first line of the episode. Still cold open. They haven't even said anything yet. They're just in their uniform and colours going, eh, uniform. Yeah, no, no one in the bar is for the uniforms. They all hate them. Except Rebecca. Rebecca can't get enough of them. That's because she doesn't wear them. And she literally can't get enough of them because they are for the dry cleaners, the new batch. Yeah, so they, Sam was going to talk to her to say, uh, come on, why do we need to wear these kind of thing? Uh, and he approaches her and says, oh, can we talk about the uniforms? She says, yeah, we, there's a big thing. There's a, a strike at the dry cleaning plant. We may not have new uniforms for at least a week. Be careful with these ones. Ooh. Don't tempt the Malone. That's that's like, you know, the Garden of Eden. Hey, don't eat that fruit. 
And that's what kind of happens. <laughs> and they sort of pour liquids over themselves. It sounds quite strange when I say it like that. Yeah, it's from the, from the seltzer tap. Sam pours a, what, a tray of lemons or something on him. And then Woody's like, guys, guys, just calm down, all right? Just stop the madness. And then he showers himself in orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> it twigs with him eventually. He gets the plan. And I, I, I'm assuming this is the last we'll see of the uniforms. I guess so. I'm, you know, I think they've told Rebecca a lesson. You know, <laughs> if you give us something valuable, we will destroy it. <laughs> I hope that's how they start to restore the bar to how it was, <laughs> was one by one destroying things. Yes. <laughs> Should we go into the main episode, James? Yeah, Dave's back. Classic Dave. All right, Dave. And this is, of course, uh, Fred Dreyer playing Dave Richards, who's appeared a few times uh, with his news reporting or sports news reporting, where he's tried to interview Sam in the past. Yeah, to mixed mixed results. <laughs> it was somewhat of a local celebrity. Yeah, Fred Dreyer's last appearance was Dave Richards, which is a little sad, but we'll get over it. Uh, do you know what though? It was nice a nice surprise to see him pop up with here. Yeah, you thought he was a Diane era character. Yeah, I, d- I didn't. I didn't expect him to come back, and uh, it was a nice surprise. And it was a surprise that seems. I mean, they're probably glad they got him because he seems quite integral to the story. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it wouldn't have really worked without. And uh, his news is that he's sort of taking a week away because he's got sort of another gig, and he's looking for someone to fill in. And he thought Sam might be able to do the job to fill in for Ion Sports. Hey Sam, you're a sports guy. Well, Dave, I just... <laughs> <laughs> you're flattering me, Dave. <laughs> And uh, I mean, it makes logical sense. Is it the Batman adage? Live long enough to become the villain? You either die a hero or live long enough to commentate. (laughs) (laughs) That's the adage I'm going to go for. uh, So yeah, Sam's made his round. He was a sports person. He's lived long enough to commentate. He accepts the gig to report on Ion Sports. Yeah, back in the studio. On Channel 13. He accepts it. Dave clears off. And then he realizes uh, that he doesn't own the bar anymore. And he can't do what he wants. He can't leave whenever you want, Sam. Just sit tight. Something interesting about Dave's entrance is Woody was really excited to see him. <laughs> There's only been one other Woody episode in which Dave Richards is credited, but he mm. didn't appear. It was his voice over the phone. So Woody and Dave have never actually met before. That's quite interesting. But he does mistake Dave for another person. Wrong channel. Yeah, wrong channel. And, and is instantly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Dave's character development. There's a lot in this episode. Dave has said that he thinks it's finally time to settle down. The Big Dave Machine. The Big Dave Machine. It's it's what he calls himself. And he thinks it's time to settle down. It's one of the reasons he's taking time off the sportscasting channel, because he wants to go on a weekend away with this lady, and he's like, it's time for the Big Dave Machine to settle down. He sees Rebecca and then goes, "Mm." Yeah, a bit sleazy, but he always has been. The sleazy apple does not fall far from the sleazy tree. That's that's the that's the phrase so I'm the, going for. You could go with your Batman phrases. I can go in <laughs> with my uh, tree metaphors. Oh, like I did warm with Bill all over the place, didn't I? <laughs> you got a nice Garden of Eden in there as well. That was apple themed. Yeah, just going on a bit of a fruit theme today. Is what I'm doing. If I continue your sort of uh, bi- biblical fruit thing, uh, Dave's a bit of a snake. <laughs> hey, are <whoa>, yes. <laughs> He offers some attempting job opportunity and then is a bit sleazy to Rebecca and then he sort of clears off, uh, leaving Sam <laughs> Sam to a sort of try and secure this 
forbidden fruit of the job opportunity. Yes, and it is a forbidden fruit because Rebecca won't have any of it, will she? She's like, well, you work here, Sam. Yeah. And what I really like this aspect, the person who says, just lie, is Frasier. Oh yeah, Frasier has... uh, He's succumbed to the bar. He has succumbed to to the temptations of the bar, (laughs) the evil within. He's no longer the upstanding citizen when we first saw him. Even then, there was a bit of a dark edge, wasn't he? Because although he didn't work at the asylum where Diane committed herself, it's probably not uh, great to date an inmate. Yes, and it's probably not best practice, is it? No. It's the- <laughs> but when when Fraser does say this, uh, I do like Cliff's response where he says, hold your horses, Fraser. As a psychiatrist, isn't it your job to seek and uphold the truth? And Fraser just replies, get real, Cliff. He's one of the lads. Yeah, no, Fraser doesn't really care one way or another. He's not a very professional psychiatrist. He's very snide, isn't he? <laughs> this begins the tradition of every episode tricking Rebecca How It's a prank show, basically. How will they prank Rebecca this time? The way they do it is uh, Sam asks Woody to go over and call the bar from the phone when Rebecca comes out. Sam goes over and says something about something's out of stock. I can't remember what it is. Oh, vermouth, probably. Something mundane, I'm pretty sure. It's like napkins or something. Or olives or... Yeah. But as soon as she comes out, the the telephone rings and Sam picks up and thus begins the ruse. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get it. Cheers. Yeah, this is Sam Malone. What? You say my apartment's been robbed? Oh, Sammy. You say I've been cleaned out? Well, damn. Uh, yeah, I guess I could get over there right away and uh, maybe I expect not to be back here for a few hours, huh? Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Woody's not saying anything at this point. He's just <laughs> holding the phone to his face, just looking at Sam. Well, he's been told just literally hold the phone. Don't do anything. Which he, do, he does his job down to a T. He follows instructions to the letter. <laughs> what does happen is Sam gets away with his lie for now. And uh, Rebecca realises she's going to need to get some relief bartenders in. And naturally she'll need to call them. Picks up the phone and there's just uh, a lurker, Woody lurking on the other end. <laughs> just unfolds one of the most sort of confusing conversations. Hello? Is there somebody on this phone? Oh, uh, hi, Miss Howe. It's, it's me, Woody. Woody, are you using this phone? No, no, not really. What are you doing, Woody? Well, I'm just standing here holding it. Woody, hang up the phone, please. I have to hire another bartender now. Oh, no, Miss Howe, I'm really sorry. I swear I'll never do it again. You know, they said at the beginning of this season, the simple things will never change. Boy, they're hitting that home. It plays into this idea that Rebecca really does think Woody is a little bit helpless at times. Sam runs out of the bar to uh, go to his apartment. Not the TV studio. No, no, no. It's one of the few things that you would uh, struggle to get away with lying about, wouldn't it? If you're going to be on local TV in the 80s, where there's not many stations. Oh, in the UK, we only had about three channels until 1985, I think. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's when Channel 4 came in. (laughs) And yeah, so uh, I don't know how we thought he'd get away with it. Yeah, particularly in a bar full of sports fans. Yeah, it's a sports bar. And uh, well, this does come up because we cut to later that night. And everyone's crowded in the bar. Rebecca's in her office and everyone's watching uh, the news. 
waiting eagerly to see Sam appear. And there he is at the end of a game in the studio with Joanne. Joanne's his co-host, attractive blonde woman who Sam immediately hits on because, <laughs> of course, he does. And Sam gives controversial statement, doesn't he? If your team's doing badly, don't criticize them. You know, they're trying their best. Just root for your team. <laughs> it does feel like a very sort of Diane-esque thing to say. Oh, if you've got yeah. nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yes, this is true. I think listeners of the podcast can gather neither John or I are much into sports. I, I watch it occasionally. What? What gave you that impression? What? <laughs> but, you know, I get enthusiastic and, and cheer when something good happens. If something bad happens, the most I go is just, oh. <laughs> okay, okay, come on. <laughs> just, just, oh, that's a, it's a shame. I don't go, boo. <laughs> that's his... What's the catchphrase? That's one man's opinion? So I thought, but I mean, what Sam said is correct. It's just quite a boring thing to say. <laughs> it's what the issue is. I don't think anyone was going, oh, Sam, don't agree with that. His context was uh, just if, if players aren't playing as well as they can, don't, don't boo. And uh, I think he's getting a reputation in the TV biz as being a bit vanilla, non-controversial. Non, uh, he's supposed to give an opinion and it's a bit of a, a non-opinion on the sports. That doesn't get him very, very far in the, in the eyes of his bar patrons, but no one really knows what to say to him. But amongst all this, James, Rebecca comes out into the bar as all the bar are watching and they quickly hop the channel so she doesn't see him on TV. Yeah, they hop into some kind of construction show. Yeah, and, and Cliff says something about, oh, they're, they're about to put some drywall up. Program comes on a few times as Rebecca comes in and out of uh, the main bar area. And then she says, don't you guys normally watch the sports? They're like, ah, but this is so good. And she goes, oh, Sam's on the sports. I'm watching it in my office. Oh, they got rumbled. (laughs) (laughs) I like how everyone awkwardly sort of wanders away in different directions after she says that. Should we take a brief half time? Yeah, I like the analogy. To talk about the cast. I think we've talked about all the major uh, players. Mm -hmm. That's surely that's the sports reference. We have Fred Dreyer in his last appearance as Dave Richards, Catherine McNeil as Joanne, Sam's co-host. She also appeared in Knott's Landing, The Young and the Restless, Matlock, Night Court, ER, and many others. J. Stephen Coyle as Dr. Buzz. He also appeared in Psychic Detective, James and the Giant Peach, and Patch Adams. Hugh McGuire as Hugh, Lenny Gamer Jr. as stage manager of Ion Sports. He also appeared in The Blues Brothers, Moonlighting, The Bradys, and ballers, among others, but is better known as a director. He has directed several episodes of many TV shows, including Wings, Almost Perfect, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Two Guys, A Girl in a Pizza Place, My Wife and Kids, Rules of Engagement, Melissa and Joey, and many more. We also have Stan Rodart as customer in bar. He has also had credited appearances in Laverne and Shirley, Police Story, The Jeffersons, The Dukes of Hazard, Trapper John MD, Knott's Landing, Taxi, Night Rider, St. Elsewhere, The Fall Guy, Miami Vice, Quantum Leap, Night Court, and many others. He also had numerous uncredited acting roles and additional crew roles, which use his experience as a dancer and stunt performer. And of course, always in the bar, is Al Rosen, uncredited as Al. That's what I was waiting for all that time. I mean, he's been in a lot of these episodes. Old Reliable Al. Never credited, which feels a bit unfair. Sometimes he's credited Sometimes when he has something to say. Yeah, but I feel like he, if he's there, you know. Well, we got there, the, the, the cast of this episode, some nice, interesting guests, 
Uh, mostly the guests are in the TV show itself. So should we talk a bit about what happens on set? On the set of Ion Sports? Yeah, the meta on set of the on set. Yeah, the inception. It <laughs> almost works. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the um, the cameras stop rolling, it turns it into uh, sleazy Sam again a bit. The sleazy hour. <laughs> it ain't easy being sleazy. Well, yeah, it's not because he, get, he gets shot down pretty quick. Oh yeah, Joanne goes, your sports casting was terrible and you should feel that. She seems, she seems well trained how to deal with these things. She got lots of quips. Oh, and I think she's a very good journalist. In the journalists we've had on Cheers so far, like character journalists, she seems very professional. No nonsense. I like her. After that, we, we see the next day at the bar. Sam quickly gets warned that Rebecca knows exactly what he did. And I think in his, his mind runs to just be honest and then it will be the best scenario. Yeah, but he's already had two strikes, I guess, in episode one of this season. After confessing to Rebecca, she kind of says, I know. And he thinks he's sort of uh, lost his job. And she has some uh, quite, quite good sort of win-win scenario for her. Oh, yeah. And we talked in the first episode of this season about game theory. And I yeah. think... Rebecca's clearly had some training or education in negotiations because mm. she tells Sam exactly how it is. The way she figures it is one of two things will happen. Either he'll do well, they'll offer him a job and she'll never see him again. Or he'll screw up, humiliate himself and come back uh, to the bar crushed as a broken man. I wouldn't say they're friends yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it's very much how Carla and Diane interacted with each other, isn't it? Just venom and spite. <laughs> but she does give him uh, the week off to continue presenting on the, the news. Yeah, because she wants rid of him. She, <laughs> she thinks he's just like a vermin who's taken up valuable bartending time. And I tell you what, James, what ensues is probably the most chaotic and random week of local sports news reporting. I agree. I also think that because because Ken and uh, Ken and Dave, big sports fans, and as we mm. said, Ken's gone into sports casting. I like to think that it's either something that they thought about doing themselves and went, "Oh, couldn't do that," or it's something which <laughs> which someone they've seen try to do or they heard a story of in in sports because seeded uh, from real life. Yeah, because I can't think of anywhere else anything this bizarre would have come from, you know. Well, the, the next big hot take Sam has is uh, on natural grass or artificial turf. Whoa. Where he comes in, well, very, starts off very strong opinion. And he prefers natural grass. Yeah, but what, what I do love about this is that after being queried on it and kind of agrees, he says he could go either way. And they go, so you have no opinion on this? And he goes... I have two opinions. That's just one guy's opinions. And I thought that was uh, really funny. <laughs> and that quickly uh, transitions into the next day. It does lead on to probably, I uh, I think I'm going to say this is the most surreal moment of cheers that caught me off guard so far. So far until the end of the episode, yeah. That's true, actually. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. So far. Uh, which is Sam's rap. Basically, he wants to spice it up because he was told that talking about grass and not booing your team is quite vanilla and he goes well vanilla is the most boring of spices let's throw some turmeric and you know <laughs> chili on there with with rap yeah time to rap about a 
controversy gon' take a stand, won't show no mercy. A lot of folks say Jock shouldn't be doing the sports news on TV. I don't wanna hear the latest scores from a punchable broadcast school board. So get your scores from a guy like me who knows what it's like to have a groin injury. That was quite something, wasn't it, John? <laughs> sure was. Woody loved it. It's because he's the youth. He gets <laughs> it. <laughs> that rap was not well received by anyone, uh, partly because Sam is too old for rap. And rap as a medium hadn't been around for that long when this aired. Not rap specifically, but hip hop had mm. only been around for a little over a decade, you know? Mm. Spoken word poetry, but with disco beats. And disco was you know, uh, came in around the 70s, so... And the uh, the genre wasn't perfected until uh, the 1st of October, 1987, <laughs> by Ted Danson. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> Big Teddy D. The people in Cheers don't really know how to cushion the blow for Sam not to do rap because he looks like Steve Buscemi in that scene in 30 Rock. You know, hello, fellow kids, that scene. <laughs> so they're like, well, rapping is old hat. And it isn't. Just Sam can't do it. You know, and the late 80s, early 90s, there was so much rapping. You know, NWA, for example. They liken his efforts to that of a kamikaze pilot. (laughs) Woody says he wishes he could talk to one because they probably have good stories. And I think what's happened is uh, Rebecca's proved it a little bit right because Sam is humiliating himself. And it it only goes downhill from there, really. Uh, And as you say, after he's convinced by the rest of the bar that he needs to try something new and fresh and that everyone's everyone's doing rap these days, he comes in with uh, what I will only call is a wild card. Oh, it's very much a wild card. (laughs) Yeah, this is what I forgot this upcoming segment had happened. I remembered the rap and I was like, oh, there's still at least 10 minutes left. What what happened? Like, surely it would just be him being fired. But no, there was something bewildering happened after this which Sam was considering, and he was like, oh no, I thought it was too out there. And they were like, nah, Sam, go for it. I don't even know how you can do it justice on a podcast, James. It's, uh, <laughs> we could play the clip, though, it wouldn't do it. It's the, the creepiest ventriloquist doll. He gets himself a, a little Sammy, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's he's not a good ventriloquist. Far from. No, his lips are moving. It's terrible. I mean, if, if I was cringing at the rap. This is by far worse. Uh, Joanne, she's cringing as well. Joanne's in shock. She wasn't attracted to Sam at the beginning of the week, and it's I think it's probably got worse from there. Joanne is nauseous watching Little <laughs> Sam. I'm not against ventriloquism and puppetry. It was said in the season five finale how Sam just listed things Diane was terrible at. This episode is a montage of, of <laughs> skills Sam does not possess. That's something that he should be good at as well. Ventriloquism? No, uh, sports newscasting. <laughs> And after that huge faux pas, I think he's aware that he needs to... Well, he says he's going to hang in his old Channel 13 blazer. It's not that old. Five days, something. So he goes back to the bar and tells them, you know, guys, I tried it. It's not for me. I quit. And they went, okay, yes, yeah, Amber, at least you left with dignity. And went, yeah, I did. And he tries, he just says like, oh, if the phone rang now and they were begging me to come back, I wouldn't do it. I know where I need to be. I'm a bartender. Uh, I'm not interested in your sports casting. And it sets up uh, one of the best callbacks to earlier in the episode. Callbacks are a great pun as well, actually. 
Yes, because telephone. Yeah. yeah I got it. Yeah. But of course, after Sam tells them, oh, I'm not going to come back. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't care if they loved me. I've got a job here at Cheers. And then he hangs up and then it sort of, Rebecca then goes, I need to cancel the relief bartender, to which there's Woody on the line again, which is a great callback. A great way to end it. And I think what it shows is that uh, the fruits of Sam's labor was just embarrassment. <laughs> How's that for a callback? It was a good callback, guys. Yeah. Rebecca said two options of what could happen. Uh, I don't think either one happened, really. He's returned to the bar with his ego slightly deflated. Like if a, a balloon was too big and uh, you were worried it was going to burst. That type <laughs> of thing. When it was my dad's birthday, blowing up some balloons, right? Hanging them up. And you know those balloons which have like confetti or something in them, right? Mm-hmm. I was hang- hanging up one of these and it had like gold uh, confetti in it because it was a uh, milestone birthday for my dad and i was hanging up and it burst in my face john (laughs) (laughs) and i went i let i went "Ah!" and fell over (laughs) my mom was just in the kitchen laughing at me as i had this gold confetti on my face (laughs) but that's why you need to slightly deflate balloons because you know it could all blow up in one's face and that that's that's what this whole episode was alluding to exactly and that, that's the end of the episode i think it restores sam it, it hits the reset button as if nothing happens he's back to playing his tricks on rebecca and setting a, an, an equilibrium for us to move forward with is that trivia james is that the trivia bell it is trivia yes but before we open our letters, it's the first episode of the month, which means we give a shout out to all our norms on Patreon and our social media. We've got a Treb Kui as our prodigal Patreon. And if you want to get the special norm treatment just like him, then check out our Patreon page where we've got that and more for you to indulge in. What unusual item does Sam suggest Carla accessorize her uniform with? can't remember, but I feel like it's going to be something uh, a bit mean, like uh, like a paper bag to put over her head or something. That's It's a broccoli earrings. Oh, I do remember now. In the episode, when uh, Frasier meets Dave, he asks Dave if he's, if he's interested in coming to an event. What event was it, James? Oh, it was either a study or a symposium on narcissism was it it was a a little session for narcissists uh, and he runs it once a month dave replies uh, his policy is only show up if he gets an award speaking of dave how does dave introduce himself to rebecca i feel like it w- he would have dropped the fact he's on tv he alludes to it what does he say james i make an ungodly amount of money and i know just how to use it is that the last call james it is the last call well there's a lot happening in this episode A fun Um, episode. It is a fun episode indeed. I think although Sam was not able to give strong opinions on various sports events, if you look on our Patreon, we have a newsletter which comes out quite regularly where we give strong opinions on recent events related to Cheers and its cast members. If you like some extra news, why not sign up to our patron? You'll get a a monthly newsletter from yours truly. And we won't remain impartial. But I can confirm uh, we won't be doing ventriloquism. But James may rap. (laughs) I, I, I might. You might hear me rapping in our bonus episodes. Likely not, but you know, never know. Never say never. So what should we be toasting, James? We need to pick a drink. Don't know what to drink, but I know what to munch on. What's that? Uh, broccoli earrings. Oh, no, that's, yeah. Nom nom. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone has ever said that about broccoli or earrings before. I don't think so, but you know, <laughs> that's that's why we make a podcast so that we string words that have never been put together together. Yeah, we create stuff. A s- snack on those facts. Snack on those facts. Munch on those earrings. N- nom nom. <laughs> I don't think there's much more to say, uh, but thank you for listening. This has been When Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. And this has been Two Guys' Opinion. Mm-hmm.